Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. Yes, that's right. We're not dead. We're still alive. Very much kicking. Um, we missed you all very, very much. Uh, my name is Matt, as always, with JD. JD, my best friend through the internet, my favorite line I like to say on this podcast. JD, we we, we survived Thanksgiving somehow, some way. Um, I don't know. I felt like this year, like the Thanksgiving meal was just as good, if not a little bit better. So much sports on the TV. JD, how was how was your holiday? How was everything, sir? My holiday was great. And um I honestly we're we're recording this now. I, I forgot we had a podcast. Uh it's been I think almost two weeks now. Uh good, we're usually good, a good two episode a week podcast. Um so it's been weird, but you know we had the holiday and then obviously the the World Cup um that you are not watching, but I am. Um but yeah, no, my 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 Thanksgiving was very good. Uh, I it was it was very interesting to actually watch soccer on Thanksgiving. Like I didn't watch I didn't watch the NFL on Thanksgiving. I was watching soccer, which is crazy. I just it's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 been weird because like a couple of my like cousins' boyfriends are really into soccer, and it's like weird that like they're like talking about the World Cup now. Like, because what I'm doing is I'm reading, I'm reading articles, I'm staying on top of news, I'm doing that. Again, I've made it clear on this podcast why I'm not really going to keep both eyes on a TV when the game is on, but I'll keep an ear open to what is going on. But that is right. Um, so JD and I did discuss that we are going to just do this episode and then we're going to do another episode when the World Cup expires, as well as our preview into the Premier League return. And JD and I could not do this alone. JD and I reached through the internet and reached out to some of our favorite friends, listeners, and, you know, just people we've come to love over the years. They are and, making and Brian. And Brian, we are. They are making their EPL boys <laughs> return. Brian and Dom, guys, welcome back to the EPL boys. Hi, thanks for having us. Glad, glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those who you, for those who don't remember, Brian was here during our pop punk episode, which JD and I freshly reminded that we need to do another one of those ASAP. And Dom yes. was replacing me while I decided to go all the way to Italy just to find out that the pizza actually isn't as good as it is in Jersey. Yeah, so why did why didn't you go to Italy again? I honestly kind of forget now. There was this thing. I got married, and it was like, hey, I got to go on this trip now, and it's like uh, I say that you inconvenienced this podcast so much over those three weeks. Yeah. I mean, thank, thankfully, we had great friends and yes. listeners to fill yes. in. But JD, God damn it, Matt. You did great. You did yeah, great. J- yeah, JD, <laughs> did I do good? you know what? Hey, yeah. hey, it, 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 wherever you are at home on this Saturday morning, I want you to stand up and just start clapping. Give it up for JD, man. He, <laughs> oh, he, yeah. He did the business. He did the work. Yeah. yeah just, Yo, I did just, I, I did the bare minimum extra that I normally do. <laughs> hey, hey. And, it's, and I asked the questions. Hey. Just that little bit extra. Just that little bit extra. But yes, we are back. We're going to hear, we're going to talk about some of the bigger talking points of 
the World Cup. Uh, just to give a little bit of a fresh reminder, I'm going to go, I'm just going to run through them really quickly. Um, each group and the teams that advanced. Group A, Netherlands, Senegal. Group B, England, the United States of America. Fuck yeah. Uh, group C, Argentina and Poland. Everyone laugh at Mexico really quickly. Uh, group D, France <laughs> and Australia. Group E, Japan and Spain. Wait, there's a team I think is missing from there. Group F, Monaco and Croatia. What the hell is Monaco doing up there so high? Morocco. Morocco. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my eyes are shit. Brazil, <laughs> uh, Switzerland in Group G, and Portugal and South Korea finishing up the final group, all advancing to the knockout stage. JD, I'm going to have you start this one off first. I went through all the teams that made it, and there were some that didn't get there. So, JD, in your eyes, break it down. Give me the full story. What is the biggest shock so far, you know, seeing those group stages come uh, come to their end? Yeah, um, first of all, I'm going to say you, you said Monaco instead of Morocco, and but yet you pronounced Portugal correctly do that's, i need to explain how i said portugal correctly like i that, that's what kills it it's like i know i know i know your wife is portuguese but like I, are you joking so help me god it would be my it would be my final minutes on this earth if i mispronounced portugal <laughs> that just cracked me up but um to your point where to go okay biggest shocks honestly uruguay and mexico not even germany because Oh, Honestly, wow. they didn't make it. They didn't make it last time out of the group stage. Wow. And I, I guess it's a shock, but I think I think Uruguay and and uh, and Mexico and fuck that this this World Cup's crazy. Belgium too. I I just I just saw that. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Belgium didn't make it out. From See, Morocco and Croatia went were over Belgium. That's insane. And the way Canada started, I mean, they <laughs> lost all three games, but the way they started their first game was really good. I, I, I would actually rate Canada over Belgium yeah. at this point. So it's crazy. Yeah. I, and that's like, and I understand where you're coming from, but like when you talk about like, you know, Germany not getting there, Belgium not getting there, I'll explain my biggest shock to this point. But Dom, I'm going to hand this over to you now. In your opinion, what is the biggest, oh my God, how could this have happened? Like team moment in your opinion, like what, like because JD made it very, very clear. This World Cup has been anything but just a straight shot. This is kind of gone all over the road. I mean, for me, um, I think the easy one to go with would be Saudi Arabia beating Argentina just like in a single game. That was. But nice. if I'm if I'm looking at like a you know in a group standpoint. I think the biggest shock for me would be probably either Australia making it through and knocking out, um, I believe it was Denmark. I think they knocked out Denmark. Maybe yeah. I might be wrong. That, that might be the wrong one. Yeah. But that was my second biggest shock was the fact that Denmark didn't make it far. But, I mean, if you look back at it, kind of like Iceland, where they had that Cinderella story in the Euros, when they went to the World Cup, they got their, their butts kicked. Like, they just got knocked right out. So I feel like Denmark was kind of that Euros, you know, Cinderella. And it just happened to them too. So I don't know if it's too huge of a shock, but I think we just all had them as a dark horse when um, they just weren't as good as maybe as we thought they were. Yeah. No. Along with Serbia. Yeah. Serbia, yeah. I, I that thought was everyone's was dark horse. And yeah, man, there's just so many, there's so many shocks. Like, I mean, Belgium not making it, like you mentioned that before, but 
I think mine probably just the fact that Australia advanced. I didn't see that coming at all, honestly. I don't think I don't think many people at all yeah. saw that coming. Yeah. Brian, gonna hand this off to you. In your opinion, what about this like this table breakdown or just a specific moment you want to talk about? What kind of just makes you take one step back and it's just like, oh holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? I, th I I think I mean there's there's been so many moments. I, I think this World Cup overall has been as exciting, if not more exciting, than the 2010 uh, World Cup. Um, I I think the two big ones for me, the biggest like, what the fuck is Belgium not advancing? I actually had them winning the entire thing, um, in my bracket. Yeah, Golden Generation. What wow. The fuck is that? <laughs> wow. Um, what is this 2014? <laughs> like, One last shot for the boys. <laughs> well, yeah, I was. I figured. I mean, I, I mean, I figured this is their last chance to do it. Um, it, it was a little bit of a shot in the dark, but um, I don't know. I mean, they just they looked. They just didn't look good. I know there's a lot of uh, you know, alleged uh, issues in their camp uh, and all that stuff, but uh, you know, I I think that was like kind of the biggest like upset. Um, but as far as like teams uh, to the same group, I think Morocco really surprised me um, a ton. Um, even though when I like when I look at it though, I mean they've got a lot of really solid players on there. Uh, they got in this uh, in they got Aguerd, my West Ham boy. Um, I think their defense is really solid, um, and I think them going through. I I mean I just when you look at that group, they just I it doesn't make sense that they made it through when you look at it on paper beforehand, but um, with how bad Belgium played and how well they played, I mean, it deserve it for sure. Yeah. And again, I agree with every last one of you guys, every, every single one of you made a valid point. Everyone hit it right on the head. I'm going to be a little bit unorthodox with things that I'm surprised with. I'm surprised the United States men's national team drew zero, zero against England. I'll be 100% honest with you because uh, I fully expected, and again, call me an American hater all you want. I like this U.S. men's national team. I like players on this U.S. men's national team. You look at the raw talent England has at every single position. I expected, like, people made, like, jokes about, like, what Wayne Rooney said, how it's going to be 4 nothing, and they're just going to blow him out the park. Dude, from the highlights I saw, to the articles I read, it sounds like the U.S. men's national team not only went toe for toe, it kind of looked like the U.S. men's national team probably could have won that game. And that's like, for me, that's absolutely like, you have to be kidding me because now I made it clear, and J.D. and I have talked about this in the past, this is not the World Cup I'm focusing on if I'm a U.S. men's national team player. It is 2026 when we are the one of the host nations all of our young guys will be in their prime. That is the time to get it done. But getting to the knockout stage in a group with Iran, Wales, and England, because Wales is uh, not a push. I Iran, Iran. 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 My apologies. I As am Tyler now Adams would now tell you. Oh, and that's another thing I'm totally surprised about. <laughs> how 23-year-old Tyler Adams. Remember had she to. He had to answer that question. No, but it's not that he had to. I'm talking more along the lines of is the adult that that man has become. Because, like... He nailed that question. Yeah. But it, And just everything Tyler Adams has done seems to be a perfect step-for-step -step on how it needs to be done, both on the field and off the field. And that's something that I am truly, truly surprised with. I, again, Red Bull fan. I've watched this kid since he was at RB2. 
I've seen. Are you surprised because he was raised at Red Bull? Hey, we have a couple (laughs) good guys here or there come through the woodworks, okay? You know, just for a friendly reminder, there was this guy named Tim Howard happened to come through the same thing, so I'm just going to just... What's the, who's the young guy you guys got that you hate now? Uh, the young guy, we, yeah, young guy we got, but we hate now. Because he was going to go abroad, but then he was... Aiden Clark. Aiden Clark, that's oh, it, yeah. No, he's gone. He's gone. He's already gone. Who, oh, is he Kate? gone? Is he gone? Because yeah. I know he, he was, and then he wasn't. And, who's, Kate, yeah. who's Kate Clark? Never heard of Kate him. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, but for me, the biggest, like, holy fuck is Germany. How the hell does Germany, in a group with Costa Rica and Japan. They're old. Not, They're old, except for Musiala. They're old. I understand, but good fucking God. Like, how? How does this... Japan? Like, Japan's good. Japan is good. That's how. Japan is good. When you are first and, and in Costa your group... And Costa Rica's not bad either. Well, <laughs> when you are first in your group, with a in a group of both Germany and Spain... No, you're good. That's it. Japan is officially on a level, and this is where I'm going to keep them. That's like having like a bottle of whiskey you've never had before. You try it just to do it, and you realize it's your now favorite whiskey, and now it is always just up there. Like <laughs> even if you're introduced to better things, that whiskey will always be there. It's just there forever. Japan is officially just that. I'm assuming Japan is a top ten club in the world now. Like that's how- at this point they are. That's it. I'm like, why not? That's it. Everyone watch out. South Korea and Japan might take over the soccer world. So, oh, but I just, I love it. I I love chaos. And it's almost nice when things don't go according to plan. Like it it provides better television. Like here, like seeing Saudi Arabia beat Argentina and then the president of the country literally just shut the country down the following day and gave every single person on the team a Rolls Royce. Like, that's the shit you want to fucking I, I wonder what they would have done if they would have lost. <laughs> if, oh, I almost if, put Guinness through my nose. Oh, God. It didn't happen. It didn't, it happen. didn't happen, so we'll never know. It doesn't matter. We don't know. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Guinness hurts just as bad as, like, milk through the nose. Oh, that's, that's fucking terrible. It's like the same thing. Beer would be worse. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna like blow my nose and brown's gonna come out later. Um oh god, yeah, thanks, JD. Um, okay, so I spoke a little bit about the US men's national team. Uh this is a team that finished second in a group with England, Iran, and Wales. Am I pronouncing Wales correctly, JD? I, I feel like is it a soft W J- or a hard W? I think I, I think it's the it's, Welsh pronunciation, JD. It's um I think I, it's it's a lot of Google searching. It's a lot of like, no, no, no I'm not in Google searching. I'm trying to Hand, think of like a up. joke because it's a pretty simple name. It's just whales. Uh, I would say it's a lot of like inhaling and exhaling. Uh, uh, maybe, but um, the the happiest person in that group though is Gareth Bale, who now gets to actually enjoy his off season and hit up those golf courses in LA, which is the real reason why. He went to LAFC, but let's talk about this U.S. men's national team, guys. And 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 I blocked off like we blocked off a good window. We're going to talk about it. Um, Brian, I'm going to have you start it off, and I want you to start off with what was something that may have been an insecurity for you about this team that has become a oh no, we're good, like we're good there. Um, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, 
I, I, I think maybe their age. Um, I just overall, I mean, they've fielded the youngest team, I think, on average in the World Cup. And I think Tyler Adams is, I mean, Tyler Adams is the youngest captain in U.S. history, but he also is, I don't know if in World Cup, but he definitely is in this World Cup. Um, but I, but when you look at it, I mean, a lot of those young kids play for like really big clubs um, around the world and they're not, you know, they're not MLS players. They're, you know, they're playing in Germany, they're playing in Italy, they're playing in England. Um, and they're very important players on those teams. Um, and I think um, oh, they've shown their maturity, um, especially in the England game um, where, you know, when you look at a lot of these players that, are captains of some of the biggest clubs in England. Um, and, you know, some of the most, you know, in tops, all these top six clubs. And you have guys like, you know, that play for Norwich and Fulham and, you know, not necessarily like the sexiest names. Um, I, I think that that was probably my biggest insecurity was their age, but I, I think they've kind of uh, shown the maturity um, for, you know, an average age of like 23 or 24 uh, for the starting lineups. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I think there was a graph that I saw somewhere on Twitter somewhere, like the age of the captains of all the teams. And like every captain is either a year away or in the 30s. And then it's just like a six-year gap to <clears throat> Tyler Adams. And it's like, yeah. that is a bonkers statistic. Like It's that, crazy yeah. that Tim Ream is in that team and starting. And he yeah. and the, the team, including him, voted for Tyler Adams to be captain. Yeah. That's, and, and Christian Pulisic. Now that's crazy. It shows a lot because the team voted yeah. for that. Greg Berhalter didn't do shit. The team voted for that. So, that's usual. He, he made a behind the back pass. That was it. That was he, it. He, he looked he looked really cool in his shoes. Hey. That's all. That's all. Craig hey. Berhalter. Did. Hey, Craig Berhalter is has the second best shoe game amongst American coaches behind Jim Curtin. <laughs> Jim Curtin. Jimmy C. Man. Jimmy uh, C.'s got that fucking shoe game on lockdown. I'm pretty sure Jim Curtin has a direct link to Jordan and Nike to get custom colorway shoes, depending on what jersey the Philadelphia Union are wearing that day. So, like, well, dude, dude, Kevin Durant is a part owner of the Philadelphia Union, so you know he's got his NBA insider right there. Yeah, there you go, Kevin Durant, who can't keep his basketball team in order, but he's definitely going to hook up his soccer coach with some shoes. <laughs> He owns like 2% Absolutely. of the Philadelphia Union. Oh, I'd brag about it. Absolutely, <laughs> I'd brag about it. 100%. Oh, my God. Like, well, Le LeBron James is like a 2% owner of Liverpool. It's so hey. funny. But his investment has skyrocketed hey. since like 2010. And, and, and he's at the game. The TV's going to cut to him way more than oh. FSG. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Brian, I'm going to pass an interesting question off to you. And it has to deal with Craig Burhalter. And... It's it's about what is your overall attitude about how he's commanded this side through the group stage into now the knockout round, which a lot of people put as the line determine is he the guy, is he not the guy? Um, I, I think that he's picking the correct starting lineups um, as far as like positive goes, but as far as subs, he's been making poor substitutions, um, poor game management. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could go on about just how frustrating he's been. Um, <clears throat> I think, 
I don't know. I mean, if I have to see more out there one more time, like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or, or or Jordan Morris getting subbed in over Gio Reyna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And then his and, and then his explanation and then his explanation. He just it, we just thought Jordan Morris was the right man at the time. Like, yeah, the, that's not insane. a good explanation. Like, like I understand. Like, if maybe if Gio's like still like kind of got a bit of a knock, like you don't want to say that. But dude, like you you don't. That's not the right answer. Like, yeah, that's Gio not the, the right guy. answer. Like, like, you chose, Morris, he said, like, he said, I chose Jordan Morris over Gia Reyna. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like not a single person in their right mind, like healthy, especially like would ever make that decision. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, Jordan Morris, like Morris, I'm sure you're a good dude, but like, that's not the right decision. Like, <laughs> yeah. Insane. Now, Dom, I want to throw an interesting question to you because it seems like defensively, it seems like the coach has his guys and in the midfield, really, things have not been touched. I want to talk about more of the forward play for this U.S. men's national side. We kind of talked about a few pieces just now. He's kind of rotated that striker position and, you know, they played right in the game and they, he played right at striker in the game, only five caps to his name at that point. In your opinion, seeing the available forwards that they have, and you can include Gio Reyna as well, who do you believe is the best front three or front four going forward into this knockout stage for the U.S. men's national side? Uh, going for the knockout stage, um, I think Wright should not feature in another minute of this World Cup. He... Maybe he may be good in Turkey and he may be a good target man, but with the way that they're playing and the way that they're pressing, it's, it's not, he's not it. Um, I think Jesus Ferreira, and I will tell you, be the first one to say that an MLS guy should not be probably going into a game over a guy over in Europe, but Jesus Ferreira will actually press the ball. You got Josh Sargent the whole game. He might not be there. Jesus Ferrer won't be in MLS much longer. <laughs> Hopefully not. But you got Josh Sargent the whole game pressing the crap out of the defense. He might not have scored a goal. He might not have gotten an assist. But he pressed the crap out of that team to where – or uh, Iran to where they were turning the ball over. The second he gets hurt and gets taken out of the game, you bring in Haji Wright, and you completely change your game plan. It was just – it was moronic. Like, the entire press went away. The last 25 minutes, we were on the back heels – the whole time they, they look so this, flat the rest of that game they look flat and i'll get back i'll get back to the forward question in like two seconds but they literally the last 25 minutes he brought in he went way too defensive and just this is just back to his substitutions back to your point brian that like i mean he we literally made it through the group stages in spite of all the changes burr made um in the second half um whether his changes were way too late or they were just the wrong changes and they're just way defensive it was just terrible he was asking to concede a goal and get knocked out. And we got lucky that we um, ended up not drawing Iran. Um, but back to the first one, I think that two of the three players they have starting right now are the proper forwards. But I think if you bring in either Brendan Aronson in the forward role or Gio Reyna in a forward role at the right wing and you move Tim Weah to striker, I think that's the proper way to go. I think Tim Weah has played striker for the national team before. He's also played striker um, for Lille in France. Um, I'm not quite sure what he's been doing lately. He might be more on the wing with um, uh, David with yeah. Jonathan David's playing. That's what I thought. Um, but he's played he's played striker before. 
And I think he can do a serviceable role of actually like, first of all, pressing because you saw him pressing a lot. Um, he holds the ball up very well. And I think his distribution is pretty good too. Um, if you put him at that, um, that number nine role, but that's just my personal opinion. I think if you want to keep Wea on the right, which he's been pretty good at, um, I think Sargent's the way to go. Um, if he's not hurt, I don't know what's up with his knee or his ankle or whatever he hurt, but um, I think Sargent, if you're not going to play way at striker. So let me, let me interject really quick. I agree with you. I think it comes down to the formation where I think with, where the U S wants to do the, the classic four, three, three, but what, how they actually play, they play with a false nine, even with Sargent. I think Sargent with his pressing and his dropping back into midfield, they're playing a false nine all the way around. And with Sargent probably not going to play against Netherlands with his knee injury, throw, yeah, throw Wea there into the false nine, throw Pulisic, throw Aronson. Like any of them could play a false nine because they've all played in the midfield. They've all played on the wing. I it's or, or at striker. I, I think Greg Berhalter needs to understand right now that, this is a good thing. This is this is a good thing that he has right now, and I just don't. I I just he doesn't get it. And I, it, one Aronson needs to fucking start. I I I don't. I will not hear any more of the oh Aronson's great off the bench in the 60th minute. He's really good to start. <laughs> like imagine imagine scoring a goal or two before you bring him on. Guess what? I he he can create that. It's like you don't you don't have to like say, oh, he's the secret weapon. Well, he's good enough to start. Like, why don't you just fucking start him? Like, I I think I think he would have been the I think that would have been the difference of like uh, running away with the game in the Iran game is if uh, if he started and the way like, he was electric the second he came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had three chances as soon as he came on against England immediately. I was. Can we also talk about how late? Burhalter's making these changes too. I mean, I think the first player he brought on in the England game was like the 79th minute or something like that. Yeah, you could tell that it's... Greg Burhalter has MLS embedded in his DNA because that's a classic MLS coach move of I'm not touching my subs until the 81st minute. It like, makes no sense. I mean, these guys got to get time to get some like, you know, a little bit of like, you know, that just touches on the ball to be able to like make an that's... impact. Like you bring a guy in in the 80th minute, he's going to be pretty freaking cold <laughs> and, and i'll tell yeah. you this and i'll tell you this right now you have five subs fuck it like there needs to be more of a sense of like a fuck it mentality i'm also of the true mindset and i've said this before if you haven't made an impact in the game in 45 minutes why the fuck should i keep you on for another 15 no at the at halftime where you could sit the team down and you can change something where the whole team can watch it that's when you should be making like two subs don't right there at the halftime. Don't halftime subs not counting. It's the three instances. Yeah. Well that, yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? That it doesn't your, count. I think, against, yeah. I think it becomes one of your windows. Like you have. Oh, does it? I thought it, I thought it didn't. I thought if you do it right at halftime, it doesn't count, uh, but I'm maybe, not maybe I might be wrong on that. Well, I, we, I, see, we see so little managers in world football make that change at the half, but I'm sitting here screaming. If something doesn't work for 45 minutes, it shouldn't take 15 to 20 more minutes and then a change in the middle of a game for a coach to decide that. And Craig Berhalter reminds me frequently that, huh, yeah, you you were a coach in the MLS. Yeah, like you definitely don't even think about making a sub until the 75th minute and then you go tell someone to warm up. Like that's just. They, they could have gotten anybody. 
at yes. that time. They could have gotten anybody, and they got Greg Berhalter. They went from Bruce fucking arena to Greg Berhalter. That is not a very high-up improvement. Um, hey, well, Bruce Arena literally, you know, ripped the wings off of a plane and watch it nosedive. You know, it's... It's... Yeah, we don't we, have to talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about saying that one hurts. Like, yeah. So, JD, my one question to you is: <clears throat> defensively, this U.S. men's national team, again, excuse me if I'm going to say this out loud, have been damn near perfect. One goal from open play, and honestly, the there's a sense of control. There's a sense of there's no panic. There's a game plan. Everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. And you see that, you know, you know, Cameron Vickers got in, but you see Walker Zimmerman, you see Tim Ream. They seem to have a really good connection, which I think is almost funny because I feel like the majority of the time I've been seeing Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman be the two center backs. This is kind of a late switch, but it's working. Yeah, um, I, I, I liked Cameron Carter Vickers with Tim Ream. Um, versus Iran. I will say with with Walker Zimmerman, if if a certain situation didn't happen in the fucking Wales game, I would say he's having a great tournament. Yeah, but uh, he he's the he's he's the reason why I'm I am not as happy. Um, that was just a ridiculous challenge. I I just there there's nothing else to say about it. That that was just an absolutely absurd challenge. I, I don't even. It wasn't on Gareth Bale, but Gareth Bale took the penalty. I it, it was just ridiculous, and I don't know if he was hurt. Uh, I mean, he played well in the England game, but I don't know if he's hurt. But Cameron Carter-Vickers came in for him against Iran, and and he played well with Tim Ream. And yeah, you're right. Um, the 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 defensive shore ups have been good, except for someone. I forget if it was Brian or or uh, or Don mentioned it. Shaq Moore, no, no get the no. fuck out of this team. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Don. Yeah. Get the it fuck out Brian. of here. It was Brian, but we were oh, all Brian. Okay. We were all thinking it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I was saying, one of you said it, and I was silently agreeing, and I'm going to say it now. Shaq Moore, get the fuck out of this team. Along with Haji Wright. Both of you, the, you, they both came on, and oh my God, the energy level just dropped. I It, it, was, so, it was just so bad. I guessed on the right the whole game. Don't fucking sub him out unless he's injured, please. Well, like, Put DeAndre, DeAndre Yedlin in over Shaq Moore, please. That, right. That's what I was going to say. DeAndre Yedlin looked great when he came in against Wales. He looked yeah. great. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong, and then ever since, it's just been whatever Shaq Moore's been doing out there. Ridiculous. Thoughts on the green hair? Whatever. I Whatever. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I understand. Like, I think sometimes he's gone pink, but that's like his club team is Inter-Miami, so it's like, okay, that makes sense. So but it's like that Inter-Miami now. Oh my god! I never remember where he is. <sighs> JD, pretend like you watch the MLS. Like so wait, just wait, pretend. Wait, with, with green, with green hair, he's probably trying to get back to his hometown club. Seattle. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, Messi's about dude. If I was the, cas- in the Cascades, dude, if I was an Inter Miami player and there are rumors that Messi's on his way over, I would be like, I'd walk into David Beckham's office. I'll take a twelve-year contract. Uh, I'll take the league minimum. That's fine. But Holy there's a man. no transfer trade clause. Like I, you'll do, you'll do, you'll do a Giorgino, uh, Chiellini league minimum. But yeah, you know, under under the table, yep. you're gonna pay millions. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my one and only thought about this U.S. men's national team is the sense of calm. Like, there's no panic. From what I'm reading and what I'm seeing is, dude, it sounds like they are comfortably playing their game. They're forcing their opponent to work against their strategy. And my God, look at the U.S. men's national team get a cuff. Like, again, I say comfortable. Could have beaten England. They beat Iran to the point, and honestly, outside of a penalty, they would have beaten Wales. That's a damn near oppressive group stage for a very young team led by a young captain. Um, again, I, I could I could stand here all night and talk about how wonderful Tyler Adams is, but I'm just going to say to them as a group is I, I enjoy the sense of calm. When your team is playing calm football, it usually means things are going well. So I think the vibes are immaculate. Yeah, it's and 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 everyone's behind it. And I love to see it. I absolutely fucking love to see it. I love this time of year where, you know, if you don't watch soccer, you don't pretend that you know soccer, but you're still like USA, USA kind of thing. Like, absolutely. I'm I'm all for it. And I just want to keep injecting it into my veins, the pride amongst this this club and a little cool fact is uh, the equal pay thing that happened with the women's team. They get a nice financial kickback because the men are doing so well. So you love to see it. Uh, the next question that I wanted to bring up for the group, um, favorite player. So overall, there have been a few standout players at this World Cup. Um, I'm, I'm going to start off first. I, I, I'm going to get it out of my way and, and I'll take all the heat. I'll take all the heat that comes my direction whatsoever because, of course, I'm saying a Manchester United player. I don't think one person on earth thought Marcus Rashford would be tied for the golden boot at this point in the tournament. I didn't even think he was going to get time. I'll be honest. I didn't think Gareth Southgate would have given Marcus Rashford the light of day. But him and a few other Manchester United players are having great tournaments. But Marcus Rashford seems to be playing with a huge sense of confidence. And if you're watching this England side... He's doing the thing where he completely, absolutely just with his pace just runs straight around people, which is something that he, with injury, has not been well with. And the fact that he's doing this now on the international stage, God, please have Marcus Rashford come back healthy because he may be our only chance to getting top four. So I'm just... Please, mighty God. But yeah, I'm going to say Marcus Rashford. I'm going to say Rashford's the guy I think is, at least in my opinion, having either one of the more standout performances or the more surprising standout performances. Now, Dom, I'm going to hand this over to you. A lot of good players. And it doesn't even just have to be a goal scorer, but a lot of good players have surfaced to the top. And again, cream rises. In your opinion, who do you believe has been one of the unique standout performers in your eyes? Um, so I'll give you my top top player, but I have to have an honorable mention, and it's um it's gonna sound like a homer here because they're both from the USA. Um, but my top player has been Tyler Adams. I mean, that that defense looks so good because Tyler Adams is in front of it. Um, and because the other player that I'm about to mention is in front of it too, but Tyler Adams, just the way that he's been just commanding that team. I mean, he's making runs up the field and then you see him getting back. I mean, he's just, he's everywhere. 
He's a, he's a tackle machine. Um, I think he's might even be, I think, first or second in the Prem with tackles, and he's shown exactly why um, right now in the World Cup. I mean, he's just a natural-born leader. He should have been our captain three years ago. Um, we shouldn't have been doing this rotating captain thing that Berhalter's been doing. He should have been our captain this entire time because I don't. he might not be the most talented player that we have, but he is definitely the best player in the U.S. men's national team right now. Um, the person I think is the most talented player that we have and has surprised the living crap out of me because I know he's good, but I haven't watched him play too much, is um, Eunice Musa. He has been absolutely standout phenomenal, um, attacking and def- uh, defensively. Um, I just think that... He's 19, um, the- and he's played like 80 games for Valencia. Just remember yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, he's am- is, he- is he on loan in Italy, or did that whole thing fall oh. Because I heard something about him going to Italy. I didn't know what happened. That was uh, Anthony Robinson, I think you're talking okay, about. Okay, gotcha. I, I remember something about Jason Milan from Fulham. one of them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was but, Robinson. Yeah. But yeah, Eunice Musa is is a freak. That dude is an athletic freak, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's one of the fastest guys I see, and he's playing, like, center mid. So um, those are two guys I just wanted to shout out, but especially Tyler Adams. That guy could be playing on a top-four team starting in the Prem, in my opinion. So, Katie, I'm going to toss this to you now. Um, can you explain to the class why Bruno Fernandes and Harry Maguire are your standout performers so far at this World Cup? Ah, oh, man, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'll, I'll... <laughs> JD, I, I was almost waiting for JD to text me because I'm hearing Harry Maguire is having a great tournament. I was almost expecting well, JD to does. randomly text me like, hey, 10-year contract extension for Harry Maguire, guaranteed captaincy. Like, I was waiting for it. I was waiting dude, for JD. Dude, Harry Maguire, he's like he's like Dan Lovren. Like when he plays for his fucking national team, he's he's the best defender in the world. I <laughs> I, I I don't get it. Like y'all remember in 2018, Dan Lovren was like, yeah, I'm the best center <clears throat> defender in the world. You know what? If you didn't watch soccer and all you watched was a single Croatia game, you'd be like, yeah, he probably is the best defender in the world. He was was he's re- He's really and, good for Croatia. And wasn't he also in the final where if Liverpool won the final, he probably would have had the same criteria as Luka Modric to win the Balloon d'Or award. Tactically. And, and effectively, Dejan Lovren was going to win the Balloon d'Or award. Like, that was going to be a thing. I mean, maybe not, but let's not get ahead of ourselves he's but got my he's got my vote he's got your vote yeah your your fifa executive committee vote i have my one i have my one uh vote platform right here i i, I submit it every year is and that I your just, new york red bulls uh supporters vote right there no 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 that's like something i think for like an orthopedic i just have it in my desk <laughs> wow i'm old yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, um, no. To your point, though, the best like, there's the best player and the most surprising, most surprising. I think I would agree with you, Dom. Yunus Musa. It, I I haven't I haven't seen him play that much because he plays in Spain, and I've heard about it. But yeah, I I, I am not shocked. I ex- I expect if you played that many games at senior level for a team at that young of age, you have to come in with some kind of ability, and he has. He has been amazing, but I will say Cody Gakpo, if you weren't a 50 million euro or pound rated player before the world cup, double it, double it. I don't care if you're coming from, from the Netherlands. I double it. 
you <clears throat> you are going to be the next like hot attacker that is going to get sold to a big European team. I Cody Gakpo. I that's honestly my only concern about Saturday morning's game, U.S. between the Netherlands. I, I I'm not even concerned about Virgil Van Dyke. I'm really not. I'm really not because he's one player, and in the national team, the Netherlands they they haven't been really that good. So I'm I'm actually a little optimistic about the U.S. I'm more worried about Cody Gakpo than I am about Virgil Van Dyke. So I, I he's he's been the shining light on that team. They've yeah, been, they've been kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. aside from him overall. Yeah. yeah. So I that that's 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 my guy in this tournament <clears throat> right now, and and that sucks that the U.S. is going up against him. So well, we'll see how that pans out. Hopefully for him in the Netherlands, he's not one of the the like six or seven players they have that's got like the flu or something like that oh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. I know Frankie De Jong's one of them, but is he? It might be like they, they uh, I think, I think um, Louis Van Hall was saying it's like it's a bunch of the players, but it's not like bad. So I, who knows? Like, so he's obviously one of them that was named, but like it might be like most of the team, but it also might not be bad enough that it really affects the game. So. Yeah, I say hopefully. I say, I say more hopefully. Yeah, I hope the whole team has the fucking flu and <laughs> <The> Philadelphia <laughs> Union all over. Oh, <laughs> stop, stop! Oh my god, if if the world, I mean, it's the World Cup, it's FIFA, so like obviously they would push a game if the entire team got a flu. But nope, put them all in the COVID protocol, baby. Okay, <laughs> let it ride. Fuck, can, 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 can ride. I not say this so much? This uh, can I not say this enough that the MLS? Here we go. Don Garber, get everyone. No, in- Tin foil hats on, everybody. Absolutely fucked themselves. They fucked the Philly Union over on getting the MLS Cup final last year, and then they fucked him over this year in the MLS Cup final. Fuck the MLS. Fuck you, Don Garber. Go <laughs> fucking die. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Had to bring that up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I just love when JD goes on those little those little runs it's it's fun it warms my heart it warms my heart that someone doesn't like don garber as much as i do but brian take us home at least on this topic in your opinion standout surprise who is who is someone and not saying you can't do u.s men's national team but let's try something outside of the u.s men's national team. oh, oh, oh don't worry i got something different um, there we so go it's, it's funny I, I i every single person that's been mentioned has is on my list of like I like I agree with everything that has been said. Um, my biggest like surprise though has been Enter Valencia, um, especially as far as like a team that like didn't uh, make it through the group stage. Like he's I, I don't know he's like one of those guys where he's just like I've not even existed honestly. And um, you know like when he played at West Ham like he maybe was good twenty percent of the time. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, he should have four goals. He should be leading the Golden Boot, um, you know, race right now. Um, but I, I think that he was ex- like way more excited than I was expecting, um, and he made helped make Ecuador like one of the more fun uh, teams to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, everybody else that's been said 100. Maybe my honorable mention would be Matt Turner. Um, just because, I mean, 
one one goal in three games, ooh, two clean sheets. Ooh. Like he hasn't been faced with anything. I was about to say, yeah. You're from you're from Boston. Who cares? Of course, you're gonna Who say cares? Matt Turner. Yeah, he hasn't faced too many shots. <laughs> and, and wait, hold on, everyone, everyone, go look up like twenty. What was it? Twenty twelve. Uh, Sports I don't know look 10. up side. The number one not top 10. The number one not top 10 from like, I think it was like 2012. Hey, yeah, hey, hey started grow, from, JD. started, started from the bottom and now we're here. Okay. Started <laughs> from the bottom. Now fuck, we're here. Fuck Matt's hurt. Fuck the, Matt's hurt. The saves he has made them have been great. He has, oh yeah, my God, he's really good saves. Talking about, talking about players that get, talking about players that get crapped on a lot. Murata's having a real good tournament. He's got like, I was three gonna goals, three jokingly mention. I was gonna jokingly mention that. Yeah, for Morata, who fucking guessed that? Well, one? I wonder uh, what team is gonna launder money. Yeah, like I'm just. Yeah, we, uh, I just can't wait. PSG. To- He's gonna go to PSG next. Oh yeah, sixty million. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna stop. <laughs> just stop. That's gonna happen. He's gonna go just to PSG. Stop. Yeah, stop. Sixty million pound move to PSG. You uh, heard Morata. You heard it here first. An EPL boys exclusive. We have insider. We have inside sources. Um, I I'm gonna quickly run through the first round of the knockout stage, and then what we're gonna do is we're all gonna talk about who we think from this point can win it all. So you have the Netherlands going up being against the United States, Argentina, Australia, Japan, Croatia, Brazil, uh, South Korea, England, Senegal, France, Poland. Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. So, uh, Brian, I'm going to start this with you. I hate to put all the pressure on you, but seeing those lists of at least the first games that these guys will be participating in, you kind of see who you're linked with. You see, like, if you bring up the map, you see who you'd have to play to get to the final. Who do you believe is someone you confidently believe will make it there and win it all? Honestly, it's it's been very tough, especially because of some of the teams that you might look at um, that have made it through, that have been surprises, have been really solid. Um, I think that I'm I'm really torn right now between Brazil and Argentina. Um, I don't know. I, I would love Messi to get. Um, I would love Messi to win a World Cup, but I don't know. I think as far as like if I look at the groupings, like I think Brazil's got the easiest ticket uh, to get to the semifinals for sure. Um, but and also think that depth wise, depth wise, they're a little bit stronger. Um, I don't know. I. I I did a, my friends and I, we did a little bracket um, this afternoon after all of the, um, the group of 16 was set and I, I have Argentina winning it. Um, so I, I guess I'll go with Argentina um, kind of more of like going with my heart than with my brain. But yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Dom going to hand this over to you. What are we thinking? You're kind of seeing how the, you know, the entire bracket set up. Who do you believe may have, I'm not saying the easiest, but who do you believe has the best fitted run, in your opinion, to the final? So if I'm talking about who has the, I guess, like the the easiest way to getting to the final, um, to me, it's France. I think that that side of the bracket is just a little less than the um, other one, just because in the other side of the bracket, you've got Brazil and Argentina. 
Um, I'm not saying I think France is going to win it. I just think they have a pretty good chance of making it there. I could see either Spain or France making it from that side. Um, but I could also, from the other side, see Argentina and Brazil in that semifinal matchup. And then I think, honestly, it's a crapshoot. And just like Brian said, my heart, I'm pulling for Argentina. I actually have bet made on it, um, Argentina winning it. Um, but I really, honestly, I think it's going to be Brazil. I think, I think this is the year Brazil actually gets over the hump. I just think that they have just overall a great team, good experience. Um, and then just Argentina, they, they always choke it um, somehow. So, But then again, they got that loss out early, and then uh, Spain won the World Cup in 2010 after uh, losing the first match. So, JD, going to send this over to you. Same question as everyone else. I, I just want to hear who do you believe confidently is going to make it to the final and take it all? Yeah, I, I'm looking at all these matchups and the left and right side of the brackets. I I am without doubt Brazil is going to win this World Cup. I I I believe they have the not only the easiest route to the final. I mean, they're going to beat South Korea, and whoever went Japan Croatia is going to be a, an electric game for sure. That's going to be a very good match. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah, I am too. It doesn't matter who wins because Brazil is going to fucking beat them. I It just doesn't. And, you, you know, I could see the U.S. beating the Netherlands. I, I could see it. I don't know if it'll happen, but I could see it. Argentina is probably going to beat Australia. Argentina is definitely going to beat the U.S. In the, in, in the quarterfinals. And I just, if if it's Brazil versus Argentina right now, I, I love Messi, but the way Brazil is as a squad, I mean, they put out today, on Friday, they put out their B team. They put out their subs. And they should have beaten Cameroon. I, 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 I am shocked that they lost one nothing, But, like, the way that game went, they should have won 5 nothing. I The way they played. And that's, the, that's, that's their B team. Those weren't the starters. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I just – this Brazil team is just insanity. And I don't care. Like, the, red, the, the other side of the bracket – England's going to be Senegal. Uh, France going to be Poland. Spain's probably going to beat Morocco. Uh, Portugal's probably going to beat Switzerland. I, I know I picked all the favorites there, but that's probably what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. Brazil's going to beat anybody in the final right now. And I guess that's my turn. The final is going to be Argentina-Spain. And it's not going to be messy time it i spain is in my opinion the most complete team i think brazil but, but they don't I, have any they don't have any real madrid players uh, I, <laughs> oh yeah, wait, you're Marcos not watching the commentators that's what the commentators keep saying I'd, every I'd like, spain game they, they have a lack of real madrid players i'd like to change my pick now what so the funny. fuck <laughs> about that? no like, no it, it's know, making me yeah laugh. no I, I dude i'm laughing about it as well but i'm i'm <clears throat> portugal in my opinion, will probably be Spain's best test. But Portugal, when Ronaldo is on the field, don't look as well. And shocker. Um, But yeah, I think Spain will go through Portugal and I think they will go through England because I believe England will advance out of that group um, to get to the final. And then I, I I think it will be Brazil, Argentina. And I think Argentina defensively is a little more sound than I think a lot of people expect. And I, I'm still unclear about when Neymar is going to return. 
Everyone has seen the photos. My dude's ankle was a baseball. Uh, He's uh, not coming back. I'm that's like, my question. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only reason I really they don't, they don't on need the him, though. I don't think they need him. No, I get that. I, I, I don't think they need I agree, him. I agree, JD. I agree. And I'm not and not disagreeing with either of you, but when Neymar's on the field, it's just like, hey, fuck it. You kind of have a guy who can just pull the worldie out of fucking nowhere mm. compared to no one. But fuck it. Even Richarlson is scoring worldies now, and the life doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, but yeah, I think it's Argentina and Spain in the final. And I think Spain wins strictly because just Spain, when they want to, they just absolutely take over games. And I feel mm-hmm. like Spain have the players smart enough to take a, someone like Messi out of the game and make the rest of Argentina work a little harder. And I think that's where Spain... Because again, Spain can flip the switch and score four <clears throat> goals out of nowhere. Like I think they were they were losing the other day two one, and then if you walked away from your phone and then walked back after ten minutes, the game was four two. Like when you have the ability to do that, man, I'm see. I you- think see. I think I think I, I don't know. I think Spain's been. I, I think they started strong, and I think they wowed everybody with that um, Costa Rica game. But when you look at it, I mean, they drew Germany. And Germany was like not really didn't play that well that game. Honestly, they kind of played down to them. And then, um, you know, and then they lost the last game. Like I, I just I don't know. I think that like people are like kind of loud at by like yeah. the flashiness of them. But I think that they're maybe not as I, I don't know what the right word is, but maybe not as like strong as everyone thinks they are, or as consistent at least. And so, and. And I don't disagree. I think I just think when I think Spain, I think the way that culture is built up, they're built to play smart football. And I think once you get to the knockout stage, it is just smart. You need smart football to go on. England in the Euros were not the best team to make it to the final, but they played smart football throughout the tournament and at least got to the final where they had a shot. And that's where I think Spain have that caliber to... As long as they're in it and they're able to play their game, they will win. So my thing on Spain, I'm a huge Spain fan. Like, my family's from Spain. I've got, like, Carlos Puyo Spain jerseys, Morata jerseys. I know, laughable jersey again, JD. But I've got a Morata jersey. Like, I love watching Spain. And the one thing that scares the crap out of me about Spain is their defense scares the crap out of me. Jordi Alba, solid, but just I'm watching him get outpaced. They're two center backs. They're playing Rodri at center back. And then Pau Torres. And they look a little shaky down the middle that way. And then you got Asper Laqueta, who is slower than a brick out at right back. Then you've got Unai uh, Simone uh, in goal, who I've seen give away cheap, like, bad passes trying to play out of the back, like, at least five times this tournament. And that just scares me for Spain. That's the only reason I see them losing in that semifinal. Um, but that's just me personally. That's why I think it'll be like France and Brazil or France and Argentina in the end. Yeah, Brian, isn't it almost funny? Like if only Spain had a world-class goaltender <laughs> at their disposal, it would be nice. like, it'd be nice. Like Brian and I would have no idea about any type of Spain national team quality goalkeeper who can like make like nine ridiculous saves to save a Wait, one nothing. Say, Wait, Adrian, say, Adrian, I think it's gonna come down. To <laughs> I honestly, Adrian, West, West Ham legend, Adrian, is that you were talking about? Yes, yes, West Ham. <laughs> you mean Liverpool legend? Yeah. 
Someone take him. Someone take him. I don't want to <laughs> take. Uh, At least yeah. he's not Roberto. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and guys if anyone else wants to chime in with anything World Cup I was going to conclude the World Cup conversation I, I will open the floor is there anything anyone else would like to talk about about the greatest cup competition oh, I'm sorry the third greatest cup competition yep, in world football yep. uh, only behind the Europa League Cup and the U, uh, Lamar Hunt US Open Cup the Lamar uh, Hunt US <laughs> Open Cup the Can't World Cup it. The World Cup wishes it watched it, the jockstrap of the U.S. <laughs> Open Cup. Look, look, the, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open, you got to say the full name, man. Lamar uh, Hunt. You got to say the full name. It is so exclusive that you can't even fucking watch it on TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I have to illegally stream those games because they're not even on ESPN+. Plus. That's uh, how exclusive it is. If I can't make, make it to the game, I have to go illegally stream it. That's how good of a competition it is. My uh, my last World Cup thing here, tidbit is, um, can we all can we all say how proud we are of Luis Suarez for not only not biting someone in this World Cup, but also not tearing an entire country's uh, you know, hearts out by getting a handball in front of the goal. Yeah, this like Ghana got their payback. Yeah, they got no, say, no, they didn't no, do no. anything. What are you talking about? Ghana didn't even beat. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't this is just karma. This is it's just it's just karma. This is this is strictly no 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 hold up hold up that ref deserved to be beaten to death by those Uruguay players. I'm sorry. Here on the EPL Boys podcast, we don't condone violence in any way, shape, or form. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm actually surprised Suarez wasn't one of the guys watching the ref at the end of that game. That that was needed, honestly. That ref is a pussy. That he's an absolute pussy. He first thing he did was go and run the tunnel, because normally a ref would stand and try and shake all the players' hands. He knew he fucked up. He knew those Uruguay players were gonna go after him, and yes, they did. And good thing he was already ten feet away from the tunnel when he blew the fucking final whistle. Oh my god, what what a sham fucking game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a Uruguay fan at all. I'm really not. Yes, Darwin Nunez plays that team. I like Luis Suarez. That I'm not a Uruguay fan. I watched that game. Absolute sham of a refereeing performance. I, that guy needs to be taken I've out. I've seen And old yeller. I, uh, I'm sorry. Here at guys- the here at the EPL boys, we don't condone death in any way, shape, or form. No. What do you guys? No, think those about- Uruguay players needed to have a couple rounds in the ring with that guy because he fucked them over. What do you guys think about that VAR call with the Belgium-Croatia game? Like, did anybody else see that or no? I'm still I'm still tied over on how that Japan ball stayed in. Like, I just... Oh, it, it did. No, it did. If you, if you look at the I result, know, yeah, I know, did, I know. Did. But good fuck. What? By the <laughs> freaking, like... Did you, re- I, did you really want Germany? Did the you really derm- want Germany in the knockout rounds? The, <laughs> derm- the dermis part of my skin is not as thick as the fucking way that ball stayed in bounds. Like... Oh. Hey, man. It, so honestly, I will say, at least it was a great effort, and it turned into a great goal. Like, yeah. I, you, you can talk about, like, there's all these calls about, like, VAR, and, like, usually they're offsides calls and stuff like that. This was at least just an absolute, like great effort by the japanese player like i yeah it's really fucking tight but at least you could say holy shit in live times like wow he fucking saved that holy shit like what a goal 
I don't know. So what was that? What was the Belgium Croatia? Uh, was that the offside off? with the shoulder? Was the that offside with like his like finger was past the other guy's? I, finger. Yeah, I remember it, that it, now. It didn't yeah. Even, didn't even yeah. look like he was past the Croatia's guy's arm. The Croatia's guy <laughs> arm was extended farther. It was just like, I, it did. It made no sense. Like there, there have been some calls. There, there have been some very questionable refereeing in this World Cup. As there well. was, there was one in the USA game where they didn't even go back to VAR and look at it. Yeah, the um, in the um, oh, was, was it the penalty on was it way? I forget. No, I think it was. Oh shoot, I think it was. I think it might have been the uh, Iran game actually. Um, before yeah. Pulis had scored. Um, one of the players made a run, and it looked like he was like offside at first, but then they showed like a replay. It was way because like Wea scored. Yeah, because Wea scored. Yeah, he dinked it. That's in the what post. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he dunked yeah. it. He, and like yeah, dinked it when in the they post. showed the side angle, he looked completely onside, and it was like they didn't even like they they didn't give a second thought to it. It was just immediately nope. off. Nope, don't even check it. And it was really close. I don't know if it was on or off. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't afforded the opportunity. Yeah, to make that decision myself. And yeah. The new automated um, computer way they're doing it now, it's like instantaneous. They don't even well, have to look at it is what I was it's, told. It's in the ball. There's a thing in the ball now. Yeah. Uh, for this World Cup, this is the first time it's being used, that it helps with the quicker VAR. And, you know, I say to that, okay, cool. Fucking show it. Yeah. Fucking show, just show it. It's that quick. If it's telling you for certain that quick. I want to see the lines. I want to see the lines. Right there and then. I want to see them. They didn't show a single clip of the lines. Fuck JD that. is going to freaking sit with his pants at his ankles, enjoying himself, watching the fucking EPL mornings of them pulling out the lines on an uh, offsides call. Give me the give me the lines, because whether or not the they're correct, I, I will know if I, I want to see He wants to know. <laughs> I want to I wanna fucking know. Full disclosure. <laughs> um, <laughs> The only comment I want to say is thank you, Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic's testicles. Pulisic. Uh, Pulisic. He died. Those pu- those testicles died for our sins. Okay. They did. That man. PA born and raised. That man. That was a pelvic contusion. Yeah, it was that he did not. He quote, I did not get hit in the balls. Whatever you want to say, champ. We all saw it. Yeah, that man's testicles are the reason why we're in the knockout stage. That's 100%. it. That's it. He died for our sins. That's it. Like Christian Pulisic, Jesus. He, he had everything against him with Greg Berhalter as coach. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he prevailed. Uh, yeah, that's all right. That's I. I wanted to just mention Christian Pulisic's balls at least once on this podcast. He had to. And, and, had to. Like, that's it. We got it there. Uh, final point of topic. Um, as everyone now knows, the last time JD and I were on the episode, we were talking about the interview, the Cristiano Ronaldo interview, where he was basically like, yeah, man, United, that club, go fuck those guys. <laughs> I agree with him. Uh, but man, since then, Manchester United, again, Ronaldo knew what he was doing. He knew what clause he needed to hit, where he can get himself out of his contract. It could be an even cut. Man United uh, found a way to save, like, 17 million euros or something along those lines for the rest of the season, which, hey, fuck it. Go ahead and spend that money somewhere else. So Cristiano Ronaldo's agent went out and tested the market. The market's not doing well, apparently, because apparently the only club that is interested in Cristiano Ronaldo's services is I don't even know their name, but they're from Saudi Arabia. Al Al Saad. Al Saad. I think that's where Xavi was. Yeah, that's where Xavi used to coach. Oh, nice. Good Mm. for him. 
good. It's, good. it's the only it's the only Saudi Arabian League hey. team that I would have known. But hey. it's, it's, it's Al Hilal. It's like them and Al Hilal are like the two best teams. Oh yeah, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Al Saad, so, that's the one that I would have known just because of Xavi. So apparently the deal. Now don't get me wrong. If it's about the money, go get your dollar, champ. 200, 200, what is it, 250 million euros a, a year or something like that? Like, no, I think it was 200 a year. It's a, it's like a 500 million oh pound God. contract over three years. But I think it's like the first year is 200, second year is like 150, third year is 150. Well, he, yeah, from, it was something like that. From what, what I saw, from what I saw, it's not even like, because they can't afford to do that. But from what I saw, it's like all like sponsorship is like most of the deal, like a hundred and like seventy million of it's like all sponsorship stuff. Like uh it's not even like legal in my opinion. I don't know how you can do that. Because if you if you bring like Cristiano Ronaldo even coming back to the Premier League, that's just a marketing gold mine. It just is. You're gonna sell jerseys, you're gonna I'm, sell commercial like but going to a place like Saudi Arabia where he will be the face of the league, not just the team, the league. The league will pay for that. So I, I think it's more, it's it, it's not, it is a lot of sponsorships. I think the league <clears> is coming in and saying, we need this for the league. So cool, outside, get your player. He's not going to be that good. Like, well, actually in that league, he'll probably tear In that league, he's going to be very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be great in that league, but it's not going to be good football. <laughs> yeah. But eyes will be on that league more than ever because it's Cristiano Ronaldo, of course. Well, well I mean, yes, to an extent, but it's like, how much? Like, I'm. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna set up some kind of streaming rights for the games. I'm sure not with like ESPN or Fox like, or anything. Who's, who's gonna like, watch that though? I like, I, don't, I, don't, the, I could watch Messi and fucking play at Inter Mall, uh, <laughs> Inter fucking Miami. Are you that's, are you gonna pay hundred dollars? Are shit. you pay hundred dollars for Apple uh, MLS stuff? Because I am. Uh, shit, I, I, I love it. No blackouts. Uh, probably you. not. <laughs> no no blackouts. Fuck yeah. Matt and I get for free. Yeah, well, I, I, also, I, I will say, no, no, no. And I'm saying that as I got to watch all the Philly Union games because Philly Union would stream it on their website for free every single game. Well, the future is now, old man. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I actually am a little disappointed that I don't have to pay 100 bucks for the season. But I will say the no blackout thing is really Yeah, cool. yeah. No, Apple Apple doing what they're doing with the MLS is... That's I think a it's good. I th- it's a I massive think it's good. win. It's a I massive win for everyone because literally, and I should you not... The MLS was the single reason why I was holding on to a cable box. They were because the local, yeah, local games. Yeah, because it's the local thing. Like I have a local team. If I have to do it through a streaming service, I won't be able to watch them on away games. Don't have to do that anymore. Hands in the air, dude. The season starts in February. I cut the box in January. I yep, shit you not. It. Like it, hundred bucks for the season. You're a season ticket holder, so you're at every home game, but. They do play half their games away, and I, as, as if you're going to every home game, I think even then, I think a hundred dollars kind of worth it for all the away games. <laughs> I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's definitely worth being a season ticket holder for my club. Definitely, one hundred percent. I definitely oh, wait, no, don't. You, you get a discount though. You get a dis- yeah I don't- discount. Discount's worth it. Discount. Oh, I don't, definitely. I don't regret it. Person. I don't it's yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're a season ticket holder too. You get a discount. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely not cheaper to just buy them on Ticketmaster when they're only fifteen dollars and all that. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, look, the only DC game that I went to, I got for free from a friend that maybe you know connected to the MLS somehow. We won't mention him, but I got eight. I got eight. Fuck yeah! Everyone, go get yourself a friend in the MLS because they can get you free tickets. <laughs> 
games. Don't call me for tickets, please. If, I'm, if I'm you, Matt. Matt, if, Matt, if, I, Matt, I have it. It's not you. It's not I, I'm Brian. It's not no, Matt. It's is, not Matt. It's somebody else. Me, this is me <laughs> letting the world know I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not that guy, pal. I'm it's, not it's, that guy. It's someone else that can get me, like, eight tickets to pretty much every, any regular season. Blowing up his spot so bad. Um, yeah. Uh, Dom and I can speak from experience it's definitely worth being a season ticket holder to your club oh yeah yeah i wanted to be a philly union season ticket holder okay, so now, bad uh, but... excuse me this conversation is for those who don't win <laughs> things okay you sit over here Mr. hey hey apparently philly union doesn't either because the mls hates small market teams that do things the right yeah, way. yeah yeah but don garber again go fuck yourself y'all were good 99 percent of the season and just decided on the last percent like nah screw yeah, this Gareth. i mean, Gar- I, mean Gar- I mean lafc lafc uh loophole themselves the fuck yes, out of yes. designated yes. player spots they so bought a title Georgia- yeah they bought a title no keelini is not a designated player Tell me how that makes sense. Make that make sense. Okay, Chiellini. You can't use Chiellini as an excuse because yes. Chiellini didn't play. He played most of the second half of the season. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not talking about the final. Uh, the final. I was just talking he about the final. He played most of the second half of the season. Okay. But You're right. yet he You're was right, not a designated player. He was on the league minimum. Under a million dollars? Are you fucking kidding? No way is he getting paid less than a million dollars. See, he, he's making so much more money on endorsements and shit outside of the books of you know, the MLS salary cap. That is bullshit because he would. How do we always get here? How do we always get here? He would be a designated player on any other team. (sighs) Therefore that he would be the third one. They could not have signed Gareth Bale. And guess who came off the bench to score the winner or the tying goal in the MLS cup final to take it to penalties. Gareth fucking Bale. Fuck the MLS. Fuck LAFC. I fucking hate this league. Don Garber, you're a piece of shit. Fucking die. Here at the EPL boys, I once again cannot stress we don't wish death <laughs> upon anyone. Uh, now let's turn the car all the way back around because I always make this comment and I think it's one of my favorite comments of the episode is here at the EPL boys, you come for the EPL content, but you're staying for the MLS talk. Um, <laughs> oh, it's always. It's, it's always back to the MLS. Uh, back to Cristiano Ronaldo. I'll close up the episode with the thoughts from a Manchester <clears throat> United fan. God, this couldn't have worked out any better if I fucking dreamed it. Cristiano Ronaldo is literally going to go to a league where he's just going to disappear. Like, the biggest worry I had was when United released him and it was agreed upon all parties and we're not giving him any more money. The deal's cut. He's a free agent. The biggest worry I had was is Man United did not include a clause that said you couldn't go to an EPL team. Or you couldn't go to, like, someone we could be lined up in the Europa League against. Newcastle. That would have been such a good get. No. No, God, stay out of my club. (laughs) Stay out of my club. We're finally good. Stay stay away. You need need a little bit of toxicity. Uh, (laughs) No, I love it right now. I love uh, it. Stay away. uh, Yeah, I heard Mike Ashley's interested again. Oh please. Uh, yeah, okay. Massive, I, like actually going in see, for for Manchester United when the Glazers finally sell. Oh, oh, oh dude, first of all, it was bad. First of all, I, I I'm so sorry. Let me get this even better. On the same day that Cristiano Ronaldo's contract is like done, they get rid of him. Is the same day the Glazers go. You know what? Fuck it. We'll sell this thing. And I'm like Ashley like, first bit. And I'm sitting here like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Like it's like the uh, Michael Scott. Uh, the Michael Scott uh, meme. Oh, it's happening. Oh, God. Everyone stay calm. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, the Glazers have said that like 
50 times the nah, last but this, years. Nah, but this... Like, oh, we're open to a sale. No, why? <laughs> because they teamed up with Fenway Sports Group, and they went, wait, you're selling this thing? And they were like, yeah, dude, we're going to make a lot of money. And then FSG like, aren't selling. They're and then just the opening up some of the shares. I, that is such selling. a misconception. Money? I like money. Manchester money? United sell. That's it. Uh, yeah, this was the biggest win-win on earth for me with the Ronaldo deal. Uh, strictly on the backing that he's not going to someone I'm going to have to play twice a year. God forbid, because you already know the second we play against Ronaldo's team, Ronaldo's going to bang in a brace and the whole thing is going to be like, look what United's missing. I don't have to deal with any of that anymore because it's at this point never going to happen. Ronaldo is going to play the final three years of his career in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> And then I never have to worry about him ever again. Like that's it. This is this is great. This until is- until until in five years at the Manchester United Legends game when Wayne Rooney uh, shoots up against Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. Now, now if, we're, if and they don't even make it to the they don't even make it to the pitch. They're, if they're Rooney, dude, if Ronaldo is smart, he sees the invite to Wayne Rooney's memorial game and just throws it in the trash because you know Wayne Rooney's sitting in there in the fucking room sharpening his steel blades on the bottom of his. <laughs> Like, you want to call me fat, eh? You want to call me a big boy? I'll show you a big boy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to try to, like, put on my typical, like, like typical England striker accent. Oh, I tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sharpen this. I'm I'm going to show you. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's it. I, I've, I've hit every point on this podcast I wanted to hit. So we did it. I am so happy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Once again, so very, very much. I want to personally, JD and I both want to personally thank Dom and Brian. Guys, thank you so much, so, so much for coming on this episode. It means a lot. We wanted it to be a little bit more than just JD and I because of all the action going on around the World Cup. So we we really appreciate you guys very, very much. Uh, this will not be the last time we do this. Uh, JD and I enjoy doing the Friends episodes like I don't know about JD, but I know from our, at least from our conversations, it's always a fun time and it's always good when, you know, there's more than just two football opinions on one podcast. It's, yep. it's a lot of fun. So Brian, what's up? Were we going to ask them if they wanted to plug anything? Because Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, yes, absolutely. I was that's just what gonna, I was going to get. To. Well, I was just going to say, JD's going to plug all your shit in the bio, but yes, it, I, yes, I will absolutely do that. But on the episode, yes. Um, Dom, I don't know if you want all of your social media information on the world, but if you would like anything on the world, he's got a Twitch channel. Oh yes. Let's talk about the Twitch channel. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because, um, that's awesome. Um, I meant to ask you guys if I could plug that earlier. Um, I used to, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to stream about a year ago. I took a little break, um, needed to like break the refresh. Um, but I'm getting back into it. I plan on streaming like every day, you know, as much as I possibly can. Um, I play FIFA. I mean, I play like a bunch of random games. The other day, me and my girlfriend, we were playing um, Fortnite. Um, so I'll play like some solo games, Uncharted, all that. If you guys ever want to come in, it's mainly FIFA. Um, my Twitch channel is The Real Dom Dom. Um, and yeah, I'd greatly appreciate if you guys popped in and, um, you know, chat soccer, anything you want to do. Um, yeah. That's that's all I wanted to plug. Um, my Twitter, the real Dom Dom as well. Same with my Instagram, um, the real Dom Dom. So, um, yeah, 
thank you guys again for the opportunity to uh, plug that out there. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And Brian. You don't have a, a band or anything. Yeah, you wouldn't happen to be in a band, <laughs> Mr. Pop Punk episode. I don't. <laughs> uh, and that's no. the episode, everyone. Have a great evening. We'll see you guys later. Uh, um, so a little, little side note. Um, this is actually the first year that I've ever had um, like a Spotify wrapped for. I saw that. That was awesome. It was it was really cool. That was um, awesome. Like, uh, so so I play in a band called Moss Tongue. Um, it's like a post hardcore ish band. I don't, I don't really know how to like say it. it's. Let, it, let's it's just like bands like it, Title Fight and like Basement and you're 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 pop punk. Come on, fuck off. It's, you're pop punk. Yeah, mm-hmm. by, by the, you're by, pop punk. <laughs> you're pop punk with a little bit of you get up there to the screaming, but not real. You just hit that. So point. so so J- you're like real friends. You're real so friends. J- this so is your JD, new favorite band. JD. That's it. This is just your new favorite band. He's telling you about your new favorite band. If you aren't already listening, this is your new favorite band. <laughs> um. So so yeah. So we have music. Yeah, we have Spotify, um, Mustang, um, Mustang MA. If you want to find us on socials, um, we are so we released an album uh, two Novembers ago. Um, we are actually going to be uh, hitting the studio very soon and um, recording um, this uh, full, late full winter. A full so, uh, seven songs. So technically, okay. Maybe, so if you want yeah. you can call it a full length if you want to do. Um, but it's seven, seven full songs. Um, right. and um, yeah, it's uh, I'm really excited about it. It's a lot heavier than a lot of stuff that we have out right now. So oh, it's oh, it's heavier. <laughs> Come on, you guys were right on the cusp in the perfect way. You're uh, you're like I real friends. You're like the Grace heavy. Go. You're, you're Give like me the heavy. You're like movements. <laughs> you're right heavy. on the cusp of big it's, heavy. Um, it's definitely like it's like if um i'm trying to like think um it's i I don't know like definitely a lot more like type of fight influence um like fiddlehead uh bands like kind of in that like realm of like not quite hardcore but um still a little bit poppy in some ways but um yeah it's uh it's good i'm excited yeah, um, so yeah I, check us out if you want to. If you don't, um, that's fine too. No, no, check no, check out Mollustong. They're really <laughs> fucking good. I, like, I checked I checked you guys out after the pop punk episode, and it's good, guys. It is. Thank you. I appreciate I mean, it. How, I mean, how we put we put their song in the intro or the outro. I think <laughs> that was actually cool. We should do that more. Maybe I'll do that for this one. Should I put? Wait, yeah. wait, Brian. What song should I put on the outro on this episode? Um, put on Family Home because everyone else in the band fucking hates that song except for me. That's my favorite song on the album. Family yeah, Home. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, send send that to me because that's not, not on, that's not on the EP, right? It is, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, wow, I'm dumb. I'm thinking of more so uh, <laughs> so blue and fucking too cool. Yeah, <sighs> or too but, blue. So yeah, cool. yeah. But both of you guys, thank you so much for coming on. We're of course going to invite you more. You are now officially in the realm of returning guests. So. <laughs> You are now at our mercy. Anytime we ever call you, you need to now drop what you're doing. And anytime Matt decides to go to Italy, yeah, fuck yeah, off, Matt, like you're just putting this <laughs> podcast in peril. Um, <laughs> there could be an update about like the upcoming year, but I'm going to physically. I've made it a point where I'll be like, you know what? No, if I'm going to a different time zone, I'm staying up. And I'm doing what I got to do to record from wherever I'm recording from. <laughs> like, be, this is me. Fun. This is me. 4 a.m. in Europe. Welcome to the EPL, boys. I'm fucking tired. 
Like, Matt's, in a, Matt's in a Russian gulag for <laughs> for nothing, and but he's still got his laptop yep. and mic. <laughs> yep, I am pissing off the neighbors, you know, right across the street because I'm blaring screaming about how I think David De Gea not making the World Cup is the biggest fraudulent act, you know. <laughs> All right. But guys, thank you again. Again, can't thank you both enough for coming on. Um, thank JD, you. JD, yeah, always a pleasure. JD, it is also always a pleasure to see your beautiful shining face in my life. I don't know where I'd be without it. Oh, don't cry. Just um, wait. You're, you're gonna have to send me your address because I'm and actually Brian and Dob, both of you as well. I'm se- I'm sending out Christmas cards this year. Oh, I would say. I send me yours because I am too. Oh okay, God, okay. great! Now, because my wife, just, no, because my wife just bothered me about this. God damn it! <laughs> <sighs> I hate that's you. marriage, baby. That's marriage. I hate you all just a little bit more after that last <laughs> five seconds. All right, that's it. I'm I'm pulling this thing into the station, guys. Thank you again for all your love. If you are a first time listener to the EPL Boys, or you've listened to us many times before, please make sure you are giving us a follow the epl boys on instagram it is where you're getting all the updated information about everything here going on at the epl boys camp as well if you are a first-time listener or have been listening to us for years please make sure you are hitting the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on and make sure to leave us a five-star review it goes a very very long way to the growth of this podcast for jd for dom for brian my name is matt guys be safe be well and we will see you guys next time Peace out. Peace.